Welcome to the Nintendo Fuse Podcast. This is episode 223, entitled 25 Years of Pokemon. We're going to be celebrating uh, all of that tonight, talking about all of the new announcements about uh, from from the Pokemon world, uh, talking about the Pokemon Presents uh, and some other things as well. But uh, as far as introductions go, my name's Steve, and I'm also joined, of course, by Barry. Hey, Barry, how's it going? Hey, Steve. Always a pleasure. Happy to be here. I saw you, uh, you know, we're going to celebrate the the Pokemon, uh, so we got the Pokemon shirts and everything. We're good. Good to go. Yep, also, of course, joined by Greg. Hey, Greg. Hey, everyone. I'm celebrating the death of Mario, so. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. We will talk about that as well. And uh, joining us back for a second time on the podcast, normally we're, we're talking about uh, what Jake's are saying in the chat room, but tonight we actually get his voice to join us. Welcome, Jakester. Thank you, Steve. I'm glad to be back again. Absolutely. Also, I'm here celebrating Mario death since I didn't have a Pokemon shirt. Nice, nice. <laughs> so we're going to half and half here. we got Pokemon and Mario, which is pretty much what we're going to be talking about tonight. Uh, so before we jump into all the news, all the, the cool stuff about Pokemon and Mario and uh, all we've been playing, we want to just make sure that we thank you guys for being uh, with us, especially those of you that are joining us live in the chat room uh, during our live recording. If you want to talk about any of the things that we're talking about tonight we want we'd love to hear what you you'd have to say um so let us know what you've been playing let us know what you think about the upcoming uh, pokemon games all the announcements all that stuff that we're going to be talking about let us know in the chat room if you're watching after the fact uh be sure to let us know in the comments that'd be uh really great too and let's say you're you're listening in your favorite podcast app uh later you can also join our discord and you can uh, have conversations with us there so so if you've not joined our Discord, the, the link is on the screen. It's also in the show notes, the podcast uh, description. All those different things are there, and we would love for have you guys join us as well on social media. We're at Nintendo Fuse on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Of course, be sure to like this video, comment, subscribe, hit the bell, all those things you know you're supposed to do, and share this with other Nintendo fans that are out there. We would be so grateful. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's talk about what we have been playing before we jump into the news tonight. And of course, we're going to let our guest go first jakester what have you been playing lately uh yeah i've been playing a lot of uh genshin impact and fake grand order both of their events have been going on lately genshin impact is getting another one starting tonight and uh on the switch i actually finished the project triangle strategy demo very fun game very frustrating in terms of difficulty <laughs> but very fun and I also did go back to Token Mouse Sessions FE a little bit. Hmm. Nice. Nice. Greg, how about you? Uh, this week has been uh, quite the adventure to in knee deep into the world. So, like, <laughs> I was just like, oh, I just like, handle the gym or two. It's like, uh, well, now I'm, um, at least on my daughter's account, I've been duplicating on my own. It's like, we just beat the Dragon Gym. So, it's like, we got the entire gym collection badge done and ready to go to the semifinals on her account um on mine i just reached the dark gym so i play a little bit ahead on hers just because i know she really wants to be able to catch the evs because since i found there's like a special den that they appear in so like i had to be able to get the water bike and just end up needing to get those extra additional levels to catch higher level pokemon so 
been very deep into Pokemon Sword over the last week. And then other than that, it's just been a little bit of here and there in Animal Crossing, just still trying to get my golden shovel because Gulver only wants to come up like once every other week. And then I just had a little bit to play around with the Mario items just briefly, just because it's obviously it was just yesterday that we could finally purchase them. So it was just like today I got to put them down. So like, so I got to have a little bit of fun there because we don't time travel with that kind of stuff. Kind of stinks you only get five at a time. So it's like, oh, just order two warp pipes and then a few of our other favorite items like the star and the fire flower and the mushroom. So it's pretty cool to have some stuff going around there. Um, I did see some really cool videos on stuff you can do. You can make like caves and tunnels and stuff using those uh, blocks, uh, blocks that are in the, in the sky. So eager to possibly try something like that out. Nice. And still doing Fire Emblem Hero and mobiles, and that uh, rounds me out. Cool. Cool. Barry, how about you? What have you been playing in? Yeah, my uh, list is also quite short. Um, still Animal Crossing. I caught the last deep sea critters that came about yesterday. So I am finally done with the museum, 100%. Don't nice. have to worry about it. And uh, I've messed around a little bit with the Mario items. I got the war pipes from yesterday, and I, I placed them around and tried them, and they, they work well. It's really cool. So now I'm just slowly going to be ordering Mario items which as far as I'm aware are permanent because they're in the same category as the um, mm. pocket camp stuff, which is great. I expected this to also be another one of those Mario things yep. they're removing, but it doesn't seem that they are. Um, so that's awesome because there's a lot of things to order and a lot of things where if you only order five a day, you need a lot of blocks or coins. Um, so they were smart about that, thankfully. Great. So looks like those are staying. Uh, I did play around of Tetris 99. I haven't played that in forever. Um, got like in the 30, I think 37, but, uh, I did it because I was trying to get the maximums cup for the new Mario rewards that they added. And of course that's not even live yet. So I'm like, ah, oh, well, I'm here. I'll play around. Hmm. Uh, and I also messed around with the Capcom arcane stadium, which came out, um, from the direct. Uh, so I, I played a little 1943 and a little, uh, ghosts and goblins, which were the free games. Uh, ghosts and goblins is still just as tough, even with that rewind feature. Cause it allows you to rewind up to uh, a, a good chunk, I think all the way back to the beginning uh, in every game in that collection, which is really cool. But uh, I'm not going to be purchasing any of the other games. But it was just interesting to mess around with and, and see playing through those. And the reason why I haven't played as much on the Switch, uh, including Bravely Default 2, which is sitting there and I really want to play, is because I'm still playing Persona 5 Strikers. Uh, I am close to the end of that game finally and it is so much fun uh absolutely absolutely worth playing that game if you played persona 5 and love it this is the next thing and it's so different from like the hyrule warriors game mm. like the hyrule warriors is is very much a warriors game with little missions just with a lot of zelda flair this is a persona game with action combat that's really what it uh. is like you actually play through a, a linear story, um, just like the personas, where you get to explore towns and you get to talk with people and do quests and go into different dungeons. And when you're in the dungeons, it's just like a persona dungeon, except when you encounter a shadow, instead of going to a turn-based combat, it's now you know, a warrior-style action battle. And it's quick. Like a lot of the battles go really quickly. And it's interesting how they implemented all the persona elements into them. Like it's really well done. Hmm. And... Uh, yeah, I, I'm beyond impressed. 
Uh, I hope to see them do do more of this kind of uh, thing in the future with the Warriors uh, template. But it's it's really really cool, and especially the voice cast all comes back, so it, that's that makes it better. That's really uh, cool. it's, it it is it's really good, uh, and it's also Joker's first appearance on the Switch. So there, the Smash Brothers, <laughs> you know, <laughs> qualification. But uh, on the PC, I'm still playing Final Fantasy 14, although I didn't do as much um, due to Strikers just being sucked into that game. But I'm still Dragolia Lost and, and Mario Kart Tour on the, on the mobile. Mario Kart Tour tournament ending tonight, and it's, uh, the competition is always so fierce. It's, it's great as you get to the higher levels. It really makes you, you know, have to go for those perfect runs. And, and uh, Dragolia Lost is just kicking my ass, at the, but, but in a good way. Like, it's, I'm improving, and I like that. And it's still a lot of fun. I have two, nice. years, two plus years later. Cool, cool. Uh, Jared in the chat saying that he uh, he needs to get one more deep sea critter as well, um, and uh, I am not uh, collecting anything at all, uh, <laughs> except for the. I Mario haven't been stuff. touching the Animal Crossing either, Steve. <laughs> I need to get to it this I week. I finally I finally booted it up this week um, because of the Mario stuff. So I, I I turned it on yesterday for the first time in I think two months at least. That's what the the uh, the you know, my neighbors uh, told me that I hadn't talked to them in two months. So I don't know if it's <laughs> maybe, maybe I just ignored them the last time I was on. Um, but uh, for some of them, it's been two months since I've talked to them. Um, you know, of course they're like, I didn't know what, where you were, what happened, blah, blah. And, and then, you know, things go on. Um, just had to, you know, clean up some weeds. And luckily I didn't have any, you know, cockroaches in my house or anything like that. But, um, but I, I probably uh, will when I get to it. <laughs> But I did uh, go ahead and purchase, uh, like Greg said, two pipes and uh, for the Mario stuff and also uh, picked up, I think, because I was trying to figure out, I was like, I, I want to collect all that stuff and just purchase it all. Um, but I was like, how do I keep track of, you know, whatever thing? So I, I got the two pipes and then I basically started from the bottom of the list and I'm going to move up and just get five each day, um, which, you know, I guess the only thing that, that makes me like wonder like most of me wonders why in the world why they limit you to five things you, if you had the money you should be able to buy it um but i guess it does keep you going back to the game after every day for a while but that's just dumb it's i own a, the game it's the same with sending people like if you yeah. you can only send two things to a person every day right i'm like for maybe they don't want to overwhelm their servers you know they want to keep them in pristine condition <laughs> this is Nintendo after all. It's uh, not like they ever overload their server with Smash Brothers. Right. Just uh, saying. I, I don't even need their servers to be overloaded. My town just lags. So, yeah. There you go. Wow. <laughs> yeah, my town lags in parts too. Nice. Uh, so, I wonder um, if you could. Something I was wondering about the pipes was could you go inside your house and out to your yes. island with one? Yes. Okay, that's all I was wondering. Pipe in the house. And outside, it works. I trusted it. That's cool. That's cool. Do we know the only happens? way it doesn't work. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to jump in to add something to it. Um, I did see a video yesterday that the only thing that you can't do with the pipes is to get access to the fourth layer. Is the, there's uh, like a, a glitch still around that if you use terraforming with like a flower or something, you can get onto the fourth level and decorate it. But you can't use a pipe to spawn yourself up there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Nice. So what happens hmm. if you have more than two pipes? Is it random? You random. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. okay. 
Yeah, I was. It would be cool if you had like, uh, like in Mario Maker or something like that, and you can like put colors or something like that, and so I can like go to certain ones with you know like colors match or something like that. That'd be kind of cool. But you're asking, asking too much. Too much. Of them. <laughs> yeah, <asking> too much. <laughs> be thankful they're giving us this. The fact that the warp pipes even work is a blessing. That is really cool. <laughs> yeah, I there's there's a few. I I think I already have an idea of where I want to put my warp pipe because it'd just be really cool to like start there because usually. I think probably all of us have this, this, you know, typical circle that we do or a certain, you know, path we do when we, we log into the game to get everything and be cool just to like instantly go to a certain spot in there. So that is pretty cool to have. Um, so uh, in addition to, you know, starting up Animal Crossing for the first time uh, in, in a few months, um, I also went ahead and, uh, and played Hyrule Warriors um, on Switch. Like I've been talking about for the last few weeks and I actually finally got back into it and, uh, and just realized like how, like, <laughs> I kind of forgot how much I enjoy that game. Uh, it's really fun. And, uh, and I, and I kind of forgotten too, uh, how they've done the, the challenges and the other things within the game. It's, it's kind of interesting. And I, I think I didn't talk about this, like the first time I, I played the game, um, just about how, like, you play through, you know, the 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 main storylines and everything, but then as you collect stuff throughout the way, like you can just basically say, okay, I want to craft these things or I want to do these things and complete the challenge. And if you have the the criteria, you just complete it, and that's it. It's not you don't actually have to go in and like throw them in a pot and make the food or whatever it just says okay you're done and you qualify for that and it unlocks whatever it needs to and uh and i thought that was an interesting way to do it i actually like it because the other stuff i feel like if i had to go in there while it make might make it more real if you will um or you know jumping into the game more it also just takes time and i'm like i got these things I just click 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 done um and so that was that was kind of cool I i'd forgotten about that piece of the game are you talking uh, the original or Age of Calamity? Age of Calamity, sorry. Yeah, Age yeah. of Calamity, yeah. Um, it's been a while since I played the original one. I couldn't remember. I didn't think they did that in the original one or even had no. those kind of things in the original one. I don't remember if they did or not, but yeah. Yeah. Age but of yeah. Calamity is so good. <laughs> Age of Calamity, yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, so I uh, played that and then I have... Announcement to make. I know it's a Nintendo podcast. Um but I've officially switched from playing Rocket League on Switch to playing Rocket League on Xbox. Um, I can't do it anymore, uh, guys. I just I just can't do it anymore. It's not it's not uh, reaching the the quality of the game that I like really want. And uh, and after I moved my Xbox into my my gaming room here and everything, it's uh, it looks so much better. It, the lag isn't there as much and it, it just, yeah, it's, it's a better experience. And, uh, I really like having animal analog triggers, um, when controlling a car. Uh, so, um, yeah. And, Talked about uh, a major trader. I know, I know, I know. Uh, but, uh, with doing that, I am, uh, progressing closer and closer to diamond rank. I am almost at uh, platinum three. And, uh, so that's, that's pretty cool. I remember like just, it was like six months ago when I finally hit platinum one for the first time. Now I'm getting really close to platinum three and, uh, the next jump up would be diamond and then hopefully champion, uh, soon after that. So I'm, I'm making some progress and I, I do, I think attribute some of that to, uh, switching over to Xbox. So 
We'll see. Congratulations, Steve. You've now reached the rank that most people with multiple consoles do where Nintendo stuff and exclusives on the Switch and multi-platform on the other platforms just because they tend to run better and, and have faster loading times. And <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's just... Just a better experience, Nintendo. And we yep. know you're listening to this podcast because you want to, you know, you you plan your directs right after us. So, you know, take note, take note. When that Switch, Switch Pro. Pro comes out, <laughs> you might get me back. So we'll see. <laughs> uh, also, I did get my Nintendo pin set. I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, pin set number two, uh, of course, because I didn't get pin set number one. <clears throat> Refer to old podcast about all my bitterness about that. <laughs> but there it is, uh, pin set number two. Uh, I know Barry's still waiting on his. You, it's almost there, right? Tomorrow should Tomorrow. be here. Uh, and then uh, Greg's still waiting on the purchase of uh, of Super Mario 3D World. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, Jakester, you said you're not going to get him. Not not going after this time. I might try now that my sister has a copy of Mario 3D uh, 3D World. <laughs> She's not listening, right? She didn't know. I'm like, hey, I'm going to swipe your copy of the game. <laughs> no, she's in oh. the living room. Okay. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, uh, that, that just kind of com- concludes what we've been playing. Uh, but uh, let's move into the big events. Uh, we're going to be talking a lot about Pokemon tonight uh, because February 26th, um, so just late last week, we got a Pokemon Presents uh, event, and uh, if you have not checked it out, uh, just I do want to encourage you guys to go to NintendoFuse.com. You'll see all the, the details there. Uh, Dave's, of course, uh, created a, a great article, a quick rundown of all the different announcements and everything. Uh, but uh, before we, we jump into any of the announcements and things that were shown off at the event, uh, I want to talk about, well, in a way, kind of the things that are shown off in the event, because the first thing was this montage of Pokemon games over the years, uh, which was a really, really cool uh, montage, I think. And so as I have it playing on the screen, I thought it'd be cool just to like talk about our own memories uh, of Pokemon. We're celebrating 25 years of Pokemon, so maybe like when you first got connected to Pokemon yourself when you remember, you know, back in 96, 97, when it first came out, all those different things. So, uh, so Barry, let's go to you first. What, what are your, some of your Pokemon memories? Yeah. I remember hearing about pocket monsters in Nintendo power. Uh, my friend who would get Nintendo power was talking about it and how it was a big craze in Japan and it was going to come over here and, how it just looked so cool and it was going to be the next big thing. So we were all excited about it. And then I, I forget what, I think it might've been like ninth grade. Uh, I, you know, woke up in the morning at like six o'clock in the morning, there was Pokemon on our, on our local stations. And I was like, Oh my God, the anime is here in English. So we started watching the anime and it was like, Oh, this is a really cool world. And that, that launched before red and blue. And I just distinctly remember you know, getting like my friend had the Nintendo Power and it had the little Pokemon guide book in it. If you remember that, it was a little extra book and it had a little comic in each each episode and it had little tips like beginner tips for red and blue. And and I remember distinctly reading that and it's like take Bulbasaur for an easier time. So I'm like, all right, I'll take Bulbasaur because the first gym is rock and then water and you have the type advantage. And just remember begging my friend's mom to take us to Toys R Us and she drove us in and we got, he got red, I got blue and, and 
the rest, as I say, was history. I just remember falling in love with the game and, and playing most releases since. And it's it's been one of those cool experiences, even now as an adult, doing like Pokemon Go, which I did for multiple years before the pandemic, and you know, Sword and Shield and and uh, Let's Go before that, and just seeing it transform. Uh, it's and the one thing I wanted even as a kid from watching the anime, uh, especially this era was the N64 era. So our 3D world was, was Ocarina of Time. And just thinking of like, wouldn't it be cool to walk around in this like open environment and use Z targeting to like target a Pidgey <laughs> or target a Rattata and then throw the Pokeball at that and, uh, to initiate the battle. But there's a bunch of them all around you. And like, why don't they do that? And the you know, stadium was just like a tease, but it was definitely one of those things where my wish may have finally gotten granted from, from you know, 25 years mm-hmm. ago. Uh, but yeah, it's been one of those. It's a great series, and uh, I'm happy to have been a part of it since the beginning. That's cool. That's cool. Greg, I know uh, your entry into uh, Pokemon has been a lot more recent. Uh, what What's it been like for you so far? Well, um, I first met the Pokemon in... And- uh, 1999 in a little small indie game called Smash Brother 64. And that's where I actually mained Pikachu and I was really darn good with him. So that was, as most things go with Smash Brothers, it's always the gateway <laughs> um, game into every other type of genre. So didn't really know too much about the Game Boy games, never really followed the series and didn't really know too much about it. And it kind of seemed like it was more for kids that I never dove into any mainline entry and then now having a daughter, the first mainline entry I've gotten is Sword. And then as you heard at the beginning of the podcast, we're very deep into it. That just began. So my main journey had just began earlier this year, despite Sword of being out, I think, two years or so now. So it's been a lot more fun than I ever imagined. It's something that I'm able to share with my daughter. She's got Pokemon books now. She wants uh, Glaceon's plushy now it's like all sorts of stuff that we're getting infused like pokemon into this household so we just picked up uh let's go pikachu and uh eevee from the library so play it together so we're definitely getting our main exposure to pokemon and i have smash brothers to thank for getting me to know a number of them before even having played any of the games nice Nice. And soon you, you and your daughter can watch uh, Detective Pikachu together and uh, maybe all the anime and everything. <laughs> cool. Jakester, I know you're a huge fan of uh, of Pokemon. Uh, wh- what's your history been like? What's some of your memories over the years been like? So I got into Pokemon around 2006 through my uncle and my neighbor, RJ, when I was really young. Uh, my uncle used to talk like, about how much he loved Pokemon Yellow when he mm. played it. My friend RJ was really into Pokemon Ruby. And around the time that I actually got a Game Boy Advanced, I got Pokemon Emerald and Pokemon Mr. Dungeon Red Rescue Team. And I thought that Emerald was a very, very fun game. And uh, later on in my life, I got uh, Pokemon Heart Gold, which I thought was probably the best Pokemon game I ever played. Mm. Um, and then this was around when I started growing into the RPG franchise. And in 2011, it was, this was definitely the year that I w- accepted that I was both a Pokemon fan. I was definitely an RPG fan. 
because of Pokemon Black and White. Mm. Because that was the first time I made a tweet about this and Barry noticed it. That this is the first time I ever put a hundred hours into an RPG and enjoyed the ever heck out of it. Wow. And ever since then, when Pokemon Black and White came out and the Pokemon Black and uh, Black Two and White team came out, I got these things. The official strategy guidebooks. Nice. And these and probably the posters back here are probably the best things I have in a collection so far. And so I really love Pokemon. Um, not to say that I enjoyed Pokemon Shield. I really <laughs> didn't. <laughs> but I won't talk about it because I'm supposed <laughs> to be talking about good things. <laughs> but I really enjoyed Pokemon it, just in general. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I've, uh, I have... Uh, similar stories to to Barry when remembering, you know, when they initially started talking about uh, Pokemon and kind of bringing it to the United States and everything and hearing about this whole thing. And I did they they sent out some sort of like, was it a VHS or something like that? that yeah, kind of advertised it. Yeah, it, was a, it was a VHS through uh, Toys R Us and possibly Nintendo Power as well, but the anime yeah. and the game and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I have that still. <laughs> I am pretty sure I have it too. It may be at my parents' house, um, but uh, but I remember, yeah, getting it in the mid. There was a there was a couple different VHSs they sent out that I remember. Uh, I remember Donkey Kong Country. Um, yep. They advertised that one, and I think there was another one that I remember getting. Um, Banjo got, Kazooie and was there. Yeah, I probably got mine through Nintendo Power, uh, most likely. But uh, but yeah, I was really excited about that. But it's kind of confused. I think in the beginning, we're like, what in the world is this all about? Because um, it was it was unlike something I had played before. Um, but uh, but yeah, I remember getting blue and uh, getting sucked into it right away and um, basically playing the, the single player game, eventually traded some uh, with some friends. I remember getting uh, Ye Pokemon Yellow was probably the first game that I ever pre-ordered. Um, because I was, I loved blue so much. I was like, this is cool. I want yellow because it's Pikachu and that's awesome. And he's like, you know, the mascot and all that stuff. And, and then I remember thinking, I probably shouldn't have spent my money on this and, um, actually gave my pre-order away or sold it to a friend, um, who really wanted it as well. So I, I don't own yellow, didn't own it because I, I think when I realized it was basically the same game, <laughs> I was like, eh, I don't really yeah. need this. So, um, but it was officially the first game that I ever pre-ordered, I think. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, over the years, I never really got into the anime, never really got into the card game at all. Um, I'm not really big into any of the, the card games like that um, sort of thing. Um, cool for those people to do, but it's just not really my thing. Um, I'd rather I'd rather play the the video game side of it, mostly because like card games for me, I'm like I got to do too much math. Um, it's not fun. Uh, so like, uh, how many hit points is this? And what does that mean for this and everything? I'd rather just let the video game take care of all that for me. Um, and so, uh, yeah, played that. And then, um, yeah, I, I never like, I didn't stick with like every game in the, the whole series. Like I kind of take, uh, this roller coaster kind of approach and, and say like, you know, sometimes I was really into it whenever I got a game, I, I played it all the time. And then I'd skip a couple games and then I get a new one. I play it all the time and then I'd skip a couple of games. And that's kind of the, 
the routine that I was in probably up until the last few. And I've gotten the last few because of review copies or just really wanting to get them and everything. But I, I haven't really sank a whole lot of time, as you guys know, um, <laughs> I've said many times on this podcast, mm-hmm. I'm still, uh, you know, just having fun in the wild area in Pokemon Sword. Um, I'm not progressed very far in the game at all because it's just fun to hang out there um, and uh, and just just have a lot of fun in there. So um, that's kind of where I am now, but, uh, but kind of excited about uh, where you know, the, this new direction possibly that they're going at least with one game and that we'll talk about in just a second. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's, let's look at the chat real quick before, before we get a chance to move um, on. Actually, Steve, yeah. my first game I pre-ordered was actually Pokemon Black 2. No way. That's awesome. It was. <laughs> I went to a game stuff with my mom. She was like, maybe you should pre-order Black 2. I'm like, Sure, let's do it. <laughs> and that was the first game I ever pre-ordered. That's awesome. uh, in general and at a GameStop. Cool, cool. I think I pre-ordered um, uh, Yellow at um, Kmart. Um, may it rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> I miss Kmart, honestly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, Jared says that uh, one of his favorite moments was getting his first uh, Hollow Charizard. So he was really into the. Uh, the, the card game it looks like um and uh yeah he also remembers getting uh ticked at hey you pikachu <laughs> because his mic didn't work uh, which is it's fun i never played hey you pikachu did you guys did you guys play it at all i have never played any n64 game yeah I, it kind of oh seems so silly for me and especially when they had the whole the the special edition pikachu n64 with like that whole thing like it was just like this is just cheesy <laughs> i remember seeing that at, a, con- at um, a convention once and at a convention once and i looked at um a friend of mine that i was with i'm like this was a thing and she was like yep this was made back then i'm like there is <laughs> no way this was Japan, sold though. yeah yeah i saw an orange one that's the japanese one blue was american <laughs> yeah yeah, I saw the orange one at the convention I went to. Nice, nice. Well, let's get into the details of what they showed off after uh, they celebrated 25 years of Pokemon, which is a really cool video. I urge you guys like go back and watch it. It was it was a cool uh, just like montage of, of what they've done over the years. But uh, then we got into some announcements, and the first one was Pokemon Snap, new Pokemon Snap, uh, because you know Nintendo likes to call things new. Uh, we've kind of known about this game for a while now, um, but uh, kind of showed off a little new footage a little bit and uh, and then showed off that uh, we can now not only take photos, but also decorate those photos and then share those photos online. Um, so kind of a, a social media kind of thing built into new Pokemon Snap, uh, being able to you know post your best photos and see what kind of reactions and likes and all that stuff that you get from uh, from others that are playing the game. I'm assuming that you could probably also share those on on real social media as well, <laughs> um, because you know you have the Facebook and Twitter built into uh, the Nintendo Switch, so you should be able to share them <laughs> that way. And then of course take them to your computer, your phone, you know, all those janky ways of doing that and, uh, and share them on, you know, normal social media as well. Um, but, uh, yeah. What do you guys think about new Pokemon snap? Are you looking forward to getting it, especially with, uh, this new information? Um, what do you guys think? Uh, let's, let's go to you first, Jake. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely, um, looking forward to this game because a, it's just beautiful and B, I never played the first Pokemon snap. 
And I was already convinced to get this even before this presentation. Nice. Nice. That's cool. Uh, Greg, are you are you being pulled in more you into the Pokemon world? You're going to get new Pokemon Snap? Um, I'm sure this will probably be another one that we just get from the library because it seems like every game my daughter sees, it's like we have to get it. So <laughs> don't have the kind of budget to buy every single game that want so nice nice you need to take your daughter over to barry's house and just say hey you know go crazy <laughs> <laughs> take me you know, with take talk. me with <laughs> and maybe we can get take me with, retrieve that mega man take, for with our try, uh, there you go. <laughs> take me with the try trails of cold steel three <laughs> <laughs> nice barry you looking forward to a uh, new pokemon snap yeah i i did enjoy the first one, uh, I, I didn't own it for a while. I played it at a friend's house because it was short. I think there was like 60 Pokemon out of the original 151. And it was the first Pokemon game, I think, that had Mew by default in it. It was like a special thing. Like, oh, look, Mew's here, as opposed to all the rumors back in the day of how to get Mew and before it was finally put in the game. Um, but it was just a lot of fun. Uh, just going through it. But again, it was a shorter experience. So you know, I was in high school. I didn't have the money. So I was playing at his house and we, we got all the Pokemon pictures. So that was the last time I played it. You know, was it like 97, 98 or whatever it came out. And uh, so I'm looking forward to this, giving this a try. I just hope that uh, the first person movement doesn't make me too nauseous mm. uh, as, it's, as a lot of that does now. So yeah. I'll see, but it's definitely something that, that interests me. Yeah, it is on rails, right? So yes. yeah, yeah, so it's the not like full on rails movement. So yeah, does that usually help you when when things are on rails, it or does it actually make it worse? <laughs> it depends on how frustrated I get. <laughs> like, like oh wait, I need that picture. Hold on, no, 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 stop, no, 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 stop. oh, you, it's you know, full on live of VR. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, J uh, Jared says that he's 100% getting Pokemon Snap. He's been wanting it for a really long time. Uh, yeah, I, I, this is probably a game that I will not be getting. Um, you know, I'll enjoy, it, you know, other people's photos and things like that that they post, but, um, something like this is really not up my alley, uh, whatsoever. Um, and, uh, of course, cool for people that enjoy it, but, uh, but I, I didn't really get the, the point for, for how I play video games and the things that I like about video games. Um, didn't really get the, the last one. This one... It's, it does appeal a little bit more when you're like, okay, like I, when you're comparing to other people and kind of like, uh, you know, the competition between friends. Okay, that that gets me going a little bit because I'm an incredibly competitive person. Uh, so that that side of me does start, you know, tweaking a little bit. But uh, but overall, I'm like, mm, I don't know if I would enjoy just, you know, riding around on rails and taking fake photos of, uh, of Pokemon. Well well, it's a, it's for the completionist type thing. Now, I don't, I don't know how many are in this, but it clearly showed that there's four different starred pictures, and it will keep your four. So the idea is to get not only catch a picture of every Pokemon, but get the one, two, three, and four star for every Pokemon. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of times, it's it's more the puzzle aspect of how do I get that four star photo? Like, That's what true. do I have to do? What do I have to throw? How do what do I have to interact with? 
to get that four star photo and I had to get a good picture at the, of, of whatever event it was. Like when I showed like the score bunny, you know, doing the flame kicks, uh, you had to get a picture of him mid flame kick. If you did it too early or too late, you probably wouldn't have gotten as many points and it wouldn't have counted. Mm. That's a good point. That's a good point. But uh, yeah, not my, not my thing, but you know, to each his own. There's, there's other games that I like that other people like. Why do you play that? So, um, but uh, I, I do like the the new things that they put in the game. I think that's really cool, and I think uh, that's going to make it really good for for other people. Um, yeah. Anything else about Pokemon Snap before we move on to the next big announcement? Did anyone uh, pay attention to that goal, uh, the glow in the dark uh, berry they had when they when you were mentioning the score bunny? Hmm. What what about it? The when they had the invert colors, I, where the Scorbunny's flames were blue instead of red. Yeah, that that's from the Glowberry. What about it? I don't know. I thought that was a very interesting touch that they were gonna that they're gonna do. Hmm. Well, they did that in the original. In the original, they had different types of objects that you threw at the Pokemon. It wasn't just pictures, and sometimes, hmm. like you needed to get. Uh, certain evolutions didn't appear in the wild. I think if I'm remembering correctly, like there was a slow poke and you threw like berries and you had to like lure him to a shell and he put on his tail and he became slow poke or a slow king or whatever it was. Slow bro. Slow bro. And it was like, you had to, you had to do that in order to get slow bro. You couldn't get slow bro outside of that instance. So there was a lot of puzzle elements in the first game too, with these different berries and you had to like throw things and hit trees and knock things down of pester balls jared says in the chat that was it yeah that was that was another thing there was all these different elements to that Mm -hmm. so these glow balls just seems like the next evolution because you are on rails you're only taking pictures this way you can interact Mm -hmm. and you you were able to cause i think it was like scyther and pincer were able to like fight or something like that or yeah if you threw a ball like in a field it was just a grass and you threw a pester ball and they came out and they started fighting and you got pictures of them Uh, it was like really cool because like nowadays with the internet you'll probably be able to see here's how to get them all instantly Mm -hmm. but pre you know real internet days while we had the (laughs) internet it was uh very much in its infancy it was a real discovery you know while it was a short game that was the appeal it's like how am i gonna figure this out i need to discover this maybe my friends know you know it was a whole different era yeah, the yeah. days before Google. <laughs> it's right. Oh yeah, wait for Nintendo Google Power. To cover it. Uh, and I mean, then... technically, you can always figure that out on your own if you really wanted to. You could just avoid looking at the stuff. puzzle element. Certainly yeah, seems like true. something I'll get into with this with this game. That's cool. That's cool. Jared also mentioned uh, that you can get pics uh, printed, which is is kind of cool. Yeah, if if you you know transfer them to your phone, computer, or whatever, you could easily just you know send them to the store and or print them at home. Um, and uh, actually, you know, have uh, photos of, of the Pokemon that, that you took in the game, which is uh, kind of cool. So, yeah. uh, let's move on because uh, we have a couple games that are going to be uh, kind of uh, showing their face again. Uh, people that are kind of into the whole Pokemon world, we know that, uh, you know, with every brand new game, a lot of times we get a, an old game that they kind of bring back and so we are going back to the shino region uh because we are going to be getting soon pokemon brilliant diamond and shining pearl are what they're calling them so it's the uh, original games of 
Pokemon uh, Pearl and and Diamond. Uh, but uh, yeah, Pokemon Brilliant Pearl, sorry, Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl uh, is, is what they're calling them this time around. And uh, yeah, kind of going back into that world. So uh, really just up, updated graphics um, like they usually do, kind of bringing it into the the modern kind of look, but very, very reminiscent of what the original game was. Uh, so yeah, you guys excited about uh, checking out uh, Brilliant Diamond and or Shining Pearl? Greg, you didn't get a chance to play this back in the day. Are you going to go after the, the the remake, the new the new version of it? Yeah, quite possibly. It just depends on what kind of Pokemon we get obsessed with throughout uh, our sword and adventure and let's go adventure. So if there's a bunch of them that you'll want to get, then like, oh, let's use Pokemon Home and transfer them on over. So yeah. cool. cool. Not quite sure at this point. It'd be nice to see some of the older games, but I don't know. But still probably need to know more about it and everything like that and mm-hmm. see some more and see if we'll want to get into it. Nice, nice. So we're going to get it late 2021. Barry, I know, of course, you're getting it uh, for your collection, of course, but uh, are you excited about Pearl and Diamond come back? I'm really happy for those that have been waiting for this. Uh, it's been a while since Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire, and we got, you know, a yellow remake after that. So I was <laughs> like, wait, what about Diamond Pearl? Uh, I mean, it looks... I think it looks good. It's one of those where I've seen some people say it looks like crap. It looks like a 3DS game. And other people say it looks awesome. Uh, it's supposed to be faithful to the game. So I'm perfectly fine with that. Uh, ironically, Diamond and Pearl was the uh, game that I really took a break on the series. On I never finished it and then come back until Black 2, White 2 and, and really into XY. So... I might give it a shot. It really depends on what comes out in November. Like if there's a lot of other bigger games, uh, you know, it will sit in the back burner and I'll get to it when there's a lull. If there's a lull, who knows? Uh, It's it's on my plate as a possibility as of now, but it it really depends on what else is out. Yeah. Yeah. Jake, are you uh, excited about jumping back into the Shinoh region in uh, Pearl and Diamond remakes? I am loving the look of it. Uh, because I certainly enjoyed Link's Awakening and I enjoyed the, the art style for that. I actually didn't play Diamond and Pearl. Mm. I did play Platinum. Um, I think that I think there's a good chance I get this, but I'm probably going to wait until like after I see a lot of gameplay after it comes out to decide if I want this, considering how I felt about Pokemon Shield. Mm. Okay. So I'm going to be kind of cautious on it. Okay. But I'm definitely looking forward to this one. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I uh I think it's cool. Um I the only one that I ever jumped into like in the 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 style is uh Soul Silver. I was a I I didn't play the original Silver. Um and so I did jump into Soul Silver, played it a ton. Um in fact, that might be of all the Pokémon games that Soul Silver might be the one that I played the most. Um, and, uh, just had a blast with it. It also came with the Poco Walker, um, thing. And so that was kind of cool. And I remember like going to, I'm pretty sure the first PAX East or maybe first two PAX East, I was able to like take that there and interact with other people and everything. And that was, it was really cool. Um, kind of having more, more of the social components around that game. Um, but, uh, yeah, probably won't be getting, um, you know, uh, Pokemon, uh, Brilliant Diamond or Shining Pearl. Um, but, uh, but do, 
yeah, I, I, I like how it looks as well. I think it's kind of cool how they, it looks like the original game, but it totally has been kind of modernized. I like how they didn't just give it the exact same look as Sword and Shield. Um, but they, they kind of did this little bit of uh, in-between sort of thing. And uh, I think it looks really cool too. I feel like the Pokepa, the Pokewalker is kind of look is kind of weird to look back on in retrospect, considering it's a handheld system for the handheld system. <laughs> it's true. It is. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. a good it was a good idea, but it wasn't a good idea in retrospect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, then we we got an announcement that uh, we've kind of alluded to a little bit already uh, that uh, that's not the only game that we're getting. Uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl uh, do take us back to the Shino region. But uh, yeah, we're, we're going back to the Shino region again next year because we are getting a little game that they are calling Pokemon Legends. Uh, Arceus, is, am I pronouncing that correctly? Arceus? Arceus. Arceus is the uh, kind of the, the, the Pokemon that's centered around. It is uh, a prequel if you will, to Diamond and Pearl, uh, kind of uh, showing the the first Pokemon, the first getting the first, first Pokedex in the Shino region. And uh, yeah, it, it takes a little bit different of an approach to the game, as, as Barry mentioned earlier, uh, kind of this uh, open world kind of aspect. It looks like it's uh, instead of just the traditional JRPG kind of style, it kind of has a little more of an action approach. They called it an action J uh, action RPG, but since we've looked at it, it kind of, I don't know if it's going to quite fall into that category, and we can talk about that in just a second. Um, but it is a lot different um, than, than we've faced in the past. As you guys can see on the screen, if you're watching along, uh, just kind of walk, walking along, seeing Pokemon in the field, and then the throwing a Pokeball out there. Um, you, this is a, a new, you know, uh, a land that you can just uh, kind of go out there and, and collect for the, the first round of Pokemon out there and, and complete the first Pokedex for this area, this region. So, uh, yeah, what do you guys think about this? I'm, I'm excited about uh, seeing Pokemon through a, a new lens, playing it in a new way, but in a, in a prequel kind of style, which is kind of cool. It takes it new, but it's also taking it old. Um, yeah, Jakester, like, let's go to you first, because I, 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 you've kind of, you're really big into this, but this is this taking a different direction. What do you think? I'm definitely excited about it for the story. I'm really feeling different about the the gameplay, especially how they defined it in action RPG. When in the the presentation, they showed a lot of turn based elements, and I also feel feel very weird about. Um, about it being a prequel to, to Diamond Pearl when they have Rowlet and Oshawott in it. Mm. <laughs> I love Oshawott, it's, it's different, but yeah. it feels very strange. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, that makes sense. But otherwise, I'm pretty interested in it, but it is very Pokemon Sword and Shield-like, mm -hmm. and I think it might work Okay. in, my, uh, in how I view it. I think I think I might like it, though. Okay. But it is another year away, so I'll have to see more. That's true. Yeah, we have a lot to still to see. Uh, Greg, what do you think about this? It's like this is new and new and fresh, and all of a sudden, like they're changing it on you. So, what do you what do you think about Pokemon Legends? I mean, if it is more open world, I'd be down for it. I mean, I absolutely love Breath of the Wild, and I've played some other open world games. I still have to play Phoenix Rising, but I think this would be pretty interesting. I mean, I know 
I've heard a lot of flack about Sword and Shield not being up to the standards of other older games. So obviously with Sword being my first experience, it's kind of hard to say like this is really bad or anything because kind of enjoying going through it, but it'd be kind of cool just to kind of see how it switches up. It'd be like playing like the older like just Skyward Sword as your first game and then all of a sudden playing Breath of the Wild. So it's like just taking everything you know and just throwing it out the window. So <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Barry, what are you what are you thinking about this one? Is it uh is it scratching that it's, itch that you had from the very beginning? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It, it, it has the potential yeah. to scratch that itch, I'll say. Uh still need to see more. Uh it definitely does feel like that action RPG. I know it definitely showed the the turn-based style uh of the the standard Pokemon battles, but it is using the eight like an ATB system from Final Fantasy, which I per, you know, I, I've always liked the ATB and it does the whole purpose of that was to make it feel more like an action game. And so it's kind of taken the best of both worlds, which I really like. Uh, so I'm interested to see how it's all implemented. And if you can move around and run around at the same time, like you don't have to stay static. And so you can actually dodge because if you've ever watched the anime, especially as a kid, um, you know, you watch even the early episodes and it's like, uh, one of the Pokemon does a move and Ash is like, Pikachu, quick attack now and uses quick attack to dodge it and attack. I'm like, wait, that was a counter. What, what, what if you play the game, quick attack doesn't do that. Quick attack just goes first and does damage and then you're going to get pelted by whatever. So like you can see like in the anime, they were like, oh, look how action oriented it could be. And, and that never translated into the games, which was unfortunate, especially um, you know at that time. So I was like, oh my God. So I really hope they do elements like that and give a secondary function to some of these moves. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm glad it's a prequel. Um, and I only say that because this isn't Gen 9. We still don't know when Gen 9 is. Gen 9 is probably going to be a 2023 game at this point. But this gives them time to play around with it and take what works from this game, what worked with Sword and Shield, and make Gen 9 something truly special. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And, and for people like us that have been in this, like pretty much from the very beginning, like, it's really cool to see number one, like what you were saying, like, some of those things that I think a lot of us wanted, because we do look <clears> at the <throat> at the anime and stuff like that. And it's like, I, I kind of want to play a game that's similar to that, um, and have battles that are closer to that sort of thing. And, uh, and, and of course, I think at the time, you know, there were limitations, but those limitations maybe aren't there anymore. And so maybe we can experience that kind of style of thing, but also to take it in a different direction after 25 years, um, to, to experience something new, to draw me back in, um, which is, is really cool. And so while I'm probably not going to pick up Brilliant Diamond or, or Shining Pearl, I'm most likely going to be picking up, uh, Legends and I'm really excited to see where it does take them. And like what you said, like, what does this mean for the next gen um, Pokemon? How, what are they going to learn from this and, and implement that, but even better in, in the next one. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited, not only for this one, but, uh, but where we're going in the future for sure. Oh, um, something important I, we forgot to mention was that Pokemon Legends Arceus is developed by Game Freak. Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shine Pearl is not. That's that's true, isn't it? It's it's a um, is it a combination though? Is that or, or am um, I remembering kind the wrong of? One? It's yeah. not it's not being fully developed by Game Freak. It's being developed yeah. by the head, uh, being that's helped right. by the the head of it. 
but it's being made by the developers of the people who made Pokemon Home. Right, right, right. I, that is a good point. Like, what do you guys think about that? Is that a, is that a good move? Um, what, what do you think? I, I might see it as a good change. It just depends on how the outcome is. I think the thing that I really want to see from these games is I really want to see these in a treehouse style presentation hmm. because I think that's the only way I can really judge that I really want to make a, make a purchase of these. Yeah. Yeah. It is one of those games that like you, I need to see more of it. Yeah. And kind of experience like watch through other people experiencing it too. It's a good point. Yeah. What do you guys think about, uh, about how they're publishing uh, those, those two games? I'm, I think it's smart. I, you know, whenever somebody hears about a port or a remake, the first thing that you, the first complaint usually is, oh, I want new games. I want new games. And if those ports or those remakes are being done by the main team, naturally that takes time away from the main team from developing something new. But when it's outsourced to a secondary team or a side team <laughs> to work on it, it doesn't take away. So like, I do not think these are taking away from Gen 9. And it's the same way like Nintendo did with Grezzo with the, the Zelda remakes and stuff. And even the, the Mario 3D World port that just happened, you know, with Bowser's Fury. I don't think that was necessarily done by the main Mario team. I think, of, you know, it's probably handled by, you know, some smaller members while the main team is, is working on something we don't know yet. And I, I think that's smart. It, it helps, you know, get more games out there without delaying or taking away from the truly new stuff. Yeah, you practically took the words out of my mouth, Barry. I was going to exactly use Grezzo, and I'm kind of fine. I mean, they have the source material. They're keeping true to the original and as much as they can, and obviously take out glitches that they don't think Dean should be still in there and stuff like that. So it's fine that other developers are getting a chance to handle the series. Yeah, and I feel like by being like the 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 primary guy the that was the head of the the project being involved in it kind of is one of those things like you know it's still going to be true to the original um enough because because he's still involved in it so i i agree with you guys on that i i really feel like that with the with the trailer for diamond and pearl i feel like you could see with the art style you could see that it isn't being done by game freak mm. which might be a good thing um, that you could see what a different poke or what a Pokemon game from a different developer could be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that isn't a fan game either. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just in general, before we move on to uh, talk about uh, a couple of their smaller uh, stories, um, yeah, what do you guys think? Is I know they they kind of talked about Pokemon Go and some other things as well um, throughout the 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 presentation a very small kind of hit on them and and things like that but uh kind of just overall thoughts about uh the presentation any other things that maybe smaller things that we missed we hadn't had a chance to talk about um greg anything uh come to your mind any any final thoughts about it no i think i pretty much covered everything i mean it was more the first uh, pokemon direct that i actually was able to follow a bit better to have been more exposed to it so Flow was really nice, and I liked how they played homage to all the different things that Pokemon have been in, especially that intro video was very awesome to see. Cool, cool. Barry, how about you? 
No, I, I'm happy that Nintendo, <clears throat> or at least the Pokemon company, is celebrating. I think a lot of people after the Direct were like, oh, how come you didn't talk about this? It's because it's getting its own thing. And I hope this quells all the people. Like, where's Zelda 25, or 35? It's, it's going to get its own thing, too. Um, just be patient. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jake's <laughs> yeah, that was something I was like... I'm like, if Pokemon isn't shown in this direct, it's going to have its own presentation. Yeah. Um, one thing that they did mention was that currently there is a Max Raid battle going on for a Gigantamax Pikachu. Um, but otherwise, the presentation I actually really enjoyed. Um, they, you could definitely tell the heart and soul they put into showing that they care so much about what 25 years went into for this franchise. Mm -hmm. About the biggest media in the world. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think that they... They really showed like how much it, I felt about this franchise and mm -hmm. how much I love it. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I, I, I think I forgot. It wasn't until I watched that that opening montage or it was like, I don't know, what, seven, eight minutes long, something like that. But uh, like, there's so <laughs> much minutes at least. that's happened in these 25 years. <laughs> like, Pokemon over 25 years is like, there's so much packed <clears> in <throat> to. It's not just the you know the mainline games. It's the the side games. It's the the spinoffs. It's the anime. It's the cards. It's the everything in between. It's the all the you know the the toys and this. There's a huge world, and I think you know 25 years ago. When when I got that VHS, <laughs> and like was, my <laughs> mind was opened up to the world of pocket monsters, I had no clue that it was going to be this big. But but in a way, what I remember was them were were was hearing them pitch this as they they kind of had they had this vision. They knew this is what they wanted to take it to to become. And even bigger than this, like that's what I heard as a, as a young kid, like hearing about Pokemon for the first time as what like they they think this is a really cool thing and they want to do some amazing things with this. I don't quite get it yet, but but I think they believe in this and uh, and it's been really cool to see see all that transpire over the last 25 years. Well, it's not just big. It's the number one media franchise now. <laughs> like, yeah, it is overall it's number one. I think the thing that really impressed me with this presentation was that they proved that they really care about the franchise more than the fact that it's just a money maker. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Except for not not you know giving any any love to to Pokemon Sleep, as you said in the chat. So <laughs> yeah, zero out of ten. <laughs> you can use uh, Pokemon Brush though, or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. smile, smile, yeah, smile. <laughs> Nice. Well, let's move on uh, to, you know, from some good news to some unfortunate news. Uh, we are in the month of March, uh, which not only means that uh, here, here in the United States, we've pretty much been in this uh, pandemic and quarantine for um, basically a year now, uh, but also that uh, some other things are going to be uh, coming to an end uh, probably before COVID-19, um, most likely before COVID-19 comes to an end. Uh, there's going to be a little bit of uh, a few games that are going to be coming to a close. Uh, we got the whole list, uh, of course, on NintendoFuse.com, so you can check out that full list, but uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars, Super Mario Brothers uh, 35, Game & Watch Super Mario, uh, so the Game & Watch uh, uh, 
you know, um, device or game or whatever that we've, we've shown off before, um, is also going to be going away. Um, Super Mario Maker for Wii U, they're closing down the servers and, and all those things as well. And uh, not a Mario game, but also Fire Emblem Dragon and the Blade of Light is also going away. So quite a bit of games uh, and, uh, and you know, one kind of you know system that's going away at the end of this month. So if you've not gotten any of those games, March 31st is your deadline. Make sure you get them by March 31st. However, some of them, like Super Mario 35, um, it doesn't matter if you have it because they're also probably going to close down the servers and you're not going to be able to play it after that time. So uh, if you haven't played it and uh, you, you want to, make sure you jump on it before then because you're you're running out of time, March 31st. So not a whole lot of news. We knew about this ahead of time, but I thought it'd be uh, just, number one, good for us to talk about real quick to alert people once again that your time's running out, but also just kind of go quickly, kind of go around the circle and, and hear what you guys' thoughts once again about, uh, you know, Nintendo just came out with this, like, like we thought maybe they're going to change their minds, but here it is, March 2nd, and they have not changed their minds. They've just doubled down on it. So, um, you know, I know Barry's got some strong feelings. He's already, I can see the fumes, just the, the fire is starting to burn like through him already. So we're going to, we're going to let him sit in that for a little bit. And then, uh, we're going to go to Jakester <laughs> first. <laughs> um, so yeah, Jakester, what do you, so, what do you think about this? <laughs> so I definitely feel like the, the strangest one that they're getting rid of was Mario 35. I'm not sure why they're getting rid of that one first or at all, mm-hmm. but, um, the 3D All-Stars, I feel like the thing we have to remember is that this was them showing that they would devalue their uh, IP for a bit. <laughs> Since that's all Nintendo will do is value their IPs to a T. Fire Emblem, I don't get. Unless they actually choose to put this on the online service. And the Game of Watch, I know, which is going to be a limited thing. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it's a game and watch. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like it sucks that they're going to do this. But when you look back on it at Nintendo's history, it's not new anymore. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Greg, what do you think about this? I'm pretty much against most of this stuff going away. I mean, I don't see the point of taking 3D All-Stars off the shelves and off of the eShop. I mean, I don't know why you can't just let that remain there it's like no harm no folly people can still experience those excellent mario games whenever they want to and still be able to purchase it at any point um the game and watch is probably the only thing that does make sense for them to go away i mean it's like the nes classic or the snes classic those only had like limited runs of production so it's understandable that that's going away super mario 35 was an awesome game and I kind of wish that they kind of changed their mind on that one. I think jump rope challenge. It was only like a week or so before it was supposed to be pulled before they're like, you know what, we'll just actually leave that up there. So mm-hmm. I have my fingers crossed that hopefully it'll be somewhat similar to that, but they can actually leave it up and be a fun game to continue to play forward. The super Mario maker for Wii U. I mean, that's, I guess kind of a long time coming, but I guess it's, so pretty much thanks for people that really enjoyed playing it because it's pretty much killing the game because you can't upload any courses and it kind of 
how much defeats the purpose of creating a course. I mean, I know you can still do all that locally, but that's, I don't know, that's not the same as having other people play it. Basically turns into know. a 3DS game. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and even the bookmark site's going away, which that was a fantastic tool, and I'm really surprised they don't have that on the Switch version. Mm. Um, and in terms of Fire Emblem, that that's completely pointless. I mean, I know Fire Emblem had their anniversary, but to spend time and effort to localize it, and then you're just going to have it for a little, like, three months on site, like, to be purchasable, and then take it away, that seems kind of dumb as well. So mm-hmm. I don't really agree with these short timelines of these games, and I know we're just going to be seeing more of it for the Zelda anniversary as well. Yeah. It just really sucks. <laughs> That's a good point. I wonder, yeah, what Zelda games are going to bring out and take them away after six months as well. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you guys. Uh, I, I think, like you said, the only one that, that makes sense is Game & Watch, uh, just because it's a hardware thing. That that kind of a thing makes makes a lot of sense. Um, Barry, I know you got some thoughts. Go for it. <laughs> Poop. <laughs> <laughs> and we're moving on now. <laughs> um, that, that's honestly what I think about this. Uh, yeah. Like like you said, there's a few things that do make sense. Uh, the Game & Watch, there's no nothing that's produced in this world that continues to be produced. There's always new lines of cars or new lines of appliances. Uh, everything has a production run. Uh, the Game & Watch you know, having a production run that ends by the end of March seemed perfectly fine. I see them on store shelves. Like the, the people that wanted it got it. Um, so that, to me, that makes sense. It was never going to keep going forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I'm not a fan of is from what I hear, retailers are supposed to like pull all Game & Watches and Mario 3D All-Stars from their shelves so they can't even sell them after, even if they already have them in store. That to me is just stupid. Um, let the retailers at least sell out their stock. Um, the Mario, next to ET. Yes. <laughs> Mario Maker <laughs> Wii U servers shutting down completely makes sense. I know uh, for those that are dedicated to playing the game, it sucks. Uh, the game's been out for quite a long time now. And I think that's that's one of those dangers that people get too complacent with the internet and forget that servers do cost money. And if if a company is seeing a return on that investment, then they can leave it open. But when they're losing money, they're going to close it. And Nintendo is a business. So if it's costing them more money to keep those Wii U servers up than they're seeing back, they're going to cut that boat anchor. And the least they told you a time in advance so you could still play because they could have just cut it. That's true. So that to me makes sense. And that's, that's everything. And that's the danger of getting an online only game. That's the danger of, of you know, having a, a store service or a stream service or anything like that, because that can absolutely and will absolutely eventually end um, plain and simple. They, they will, unless it's super profitable, you know, it, you know, if a game is super profitable, then they'll keep it, but it's not yeah. uh, Mario 35. I think it's the same boat. Uh, I hate that it's going away. I haven't played it in a while. But again, it all depends on the servers. I can see that one sticking around. Tetris 99 did. But Tetris 99 also got a single-player add-on 
Mario 35, what's going to be the single player add on Super Mario Brothers one? I mean, like we we already have that, so I don't I don't know with that one. But 3D All Stars definitely, and and um, Fire Emblem, I see no reason to to pull them at least from the eShop. Uh, the only thing I could think of is that they will. We, we've talked about it before, selling them separately, and maybe I can see Fire Emblem being moved to the NES online app. Um, where it's there and now you can't own it, but you can play it whenever you want as long as you're a Nintendo Switch online since it is an NES game. It wouldn't be the first time they've added just one game, but they did that with Mario All-Stars. So that's my prediction. I could be completely wrong. They could just be like, boom, gone. But it stings that much more because that beautiful physical collector's edition they put out didn't contain a physical copy of the game which still to this day is so backwards and so terrible. And the last company that did that was Sonic or Sega with, with the Sonic Mania. And people hated that. And look what happened. We eventually not only got a physical, but we got a physical with the DLC as well. Um, so who knows? Maybe Nintendo will do something. But this is Nintendo, so they probably won't. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I really don't think they'll like... Um, backpedal on this, at least with 3D All-Stars. I think they could backpedal on 35, but not, certainly not with or with uh, Fire Emblem. I think they'll backpedal on that, but they certainly won't backpedal with 3D All-Stars. Yeah. Yeah, I hope they have other plans, like you guys talked about, but also like you said, <laughs> like it's Nintendo, so they they may just pull it just because, and uh, have no really other uh, reasons and uh, like if they announce like a fire emblem collection or something and it's a physical collection and that game's on there then i'd be like all right fine you didn't release it separately Mm -hmm. but i guarantee you that fire emblem collector's edition that sold out like it was hotcakes and it's just the dlc code like it was it's being scalped and all that if they charge 20 bucks more and it had a physical game in there they would have sold out they would have been making money i mean they literally were, were leaving money on the table Let's uh, move on. Uh, a couple. We want to spend some some time on this because I, I think it's uh, kind of cool to to acknowledge um, a couple birthdays that we have for Nintendo uh, this month. Um, but uh, you know we don't, we don't have to spend a ton of time on it. But uh, on March third, so tomorrow, the Nintendo Switch turns th- four years old, uh, which is crazy. Uh, I think you know it's only written four years, but in some ways it's like you know that makes sense. Um, it's a it's a four year old system uh, as of March third, and then also uh, at the so. If you're in Japan, you've already celebrated this birthday. But uh, for those of us that are in the U.S., March 27th marks the 10th anniversary of the Nintendo 3DS. So uh, March is four years old for uh, the Switch and 10 years old for the 3DS. Um, just going to maybe maybe just a, a quick kind of around the horn, just kind of uh, what, are, what are your thoughts around these birthdays, uh, anniversary uh, uh, kind of celebrations around this, uh, maybe some some thoughts and memories around that. Barry, we'll go to you first. I can't believe it's been that that much time already. Uh, you know, this the, the 3DS came out at a, an interesting time in my life. I just moved back uh, north. With, with my girlfriend at the time, who is now my wife. And uh, I remember getting it. I remember just 
doing street pass, especially because we each had one because I got one for her for her birthday and just being able to to take advantage of street pass. And just we wanted to go everywhere. Like, well, let's go out to the mall. Let's go see who we could find and getting the puzzle pieces was like, oh, my God, someone has a new puzzle piece. Oh, yeah, it was like it was like a huge deal. And it was so much fun. And and playing the other, the you know, find me was, was a lot of fun and face raiders and and while a lot of people didn't like the launch lineup, I, I had a lot of fun playing Pilot Wings and Monkey Ball and, you know, eagerly awaited the next games. But I loved that system, and I think that system had a good life. And and uh, it was just an interesting time for that. And then the Switch, I uh, can't believe it's been four years now. Uh, you know, again, I remember Switch Miss when that came out and, and just getting it and... There was a, another dark time in my life there where, where my mother was, you know, not long for this world. And I was stuck taking care of her and her, literally her last month of her life. And the Switch came out and, and Breath of the Wild was my escape from a really, really crappy reality. And uh, just getting to experience that was was majestic. And now to this day, like, like I just fell in love with the Switch and I didn't think it was going to be as hot as it is. I mean, that's the only reason I went for a full set is like, oh, this is going to be like the Wii U. This is going to be a piece <laughs> of cake. And boy, was I wrong. Um, yeah, the Switch is just blown up and the amount of games that have come to it. There are games on the system that I never, like if you told me even in 2017, you know, you're going to have, you know, all these Final Fantasies. You're going to have the first two Grandias. You're going to have the first four secret of, or the first four mana games. You know, these games are all going to be there. Panzer Dragoon's going to be there. And then, like, what? Like, you're, you're crazy. Like, no, no way that's all you going. got a Link's Awakening remake. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Link's Awakening remake. I would be like, "Are you serious? It's my favorite Zelda game." There's no <laughs> way this is happening, you know. And and of course, it did. And then the Switch continues to just be one of those really amazing systems with an amazing library. And and I mean, I saw like it, there was a chart they took like the last like the top system selling for the first four years, and the Switch is number one at like eighty million. Uh, out, outing the Wii, which was like, I think 75 million, and then the PS2, uh, uh, 4, and 1, where the, those rounded out the top five. And that is insane. Like the Switch is the number one fastest selling system within the first four years of its life. Uh, that is great. Like, that, what a turnaround from the Wii U. Like, like I remember those dark days of us doing it in the podcast mm -hmm. going, what are we going to do? What are we going to talk about? Oh my God, this possible new DLC is coming out. Yay. Like, uh, it was, it was crap. And now it's a total opposite. So happy birthday to, to the, to the switch and, and happy birthday month to the 3ds. And all I'll say is thank you for the memories and, and thank you for all the fun. Absolutely. Greg, what do you, what do you think about, uh, these celebrations? Yeah, at least the 3DS took me a little bit longer to get into it. I didn't get it until like June because that launch lineup really kind of scared me away from getting initially. And plus it was like, oh, here's the um, DS XL. And then it's like, oh, then we also have a 3DS coming out. And it's like, well, what's really kind of the difference kind of thing? And like, oh, this one just has like a 3DS slider. Is it just like another side grade thing? But no, nope, it actually was a full-blown system and took uh, Ocarina of Time to get me to want to get the handheld so it was a very awesome purchase and it was kind of uh, a struggle for those first uh, few months to play anything else and then as soon as um, it had that unfortunate price drop and all that negative news and Mario 3D Land and 
Mario Kart 7, uh, that's where it finally started seeing some good life and lots of fun games. So it's definitely great to be able to wish it a fantastic um, birthday month. I, I know it kind of got cut short with the Switch, but I mean, I still think it was had really good uh, seven years strong of being a very primary system and handheld. And as Barry said, I always look forward to going traveling, bring it places on vacation and just just trying to see how many street passes you can get. I mean, one of my favorite memories is still going to the Zelda concert and just getting 10 street passes every like two minutes. I was just mm-hmm. kept the thing open and just like, Oh, I got to play all these games. Like, Oh, I got to collect all the different flowers. Got to collect all the things for all the street pass games. Cause those were just sort of addicting and we just, wanted to complete all those collections and that was the only way to really play and was to get street passes. So that was definitely my favorite launch app that came with it. Hmm. And in terms of the switch, I still remember four years ago when I actually got it at midnight. So it's like getting ready to head out to Best Buy and go pick it up. So it was a fantastic experience getting to meet some other people there and being able to bring switch home on breath of the wild and just booting it up and, I even remembered like the first day I still had it. I wanted to try it out and taking it out. So it was, like, I used handheld a, a lot in the first uh, three years of its life. And then since COVID, it's been completely 360 and using it mostly on the TV, with very little handheld here and there. So it's a fantastic system. I'm glad to see it succeed. And it was definitely something that I needed, something I could bring with me on the go and something I can enjoy at home. So definitely four great years and hope to see the next four. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I, uh, I actually remember being at uh, E3 when they showed off the 3DS the first time and being able to see the 3D, like it blew my mind. It really did. It blew my mind that I was able to see 3D without glasses. Um, Did I really enjoy doing that all the time? Not so much. But it totally, it was incredibly impressive. Um, and I, I still love how it, it works. Like, even though it's not the, you know, the cool gimmick that it once was, it's still a really cool gimmick. Um, and, and how they're able to pull it off is, is still mind-blowing to this day. Ten years later, I, I'm still kind of amazed that that you can get that. And the new 3DS and how they're able to, like, you know, you are to move around the system a little better without it going out of focus and everything was, it's still really Im- impressive. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I remember the street passes and stuff like that, especially around events like, you know, like E3 and, and PAX and all those events, like you said, like the, the concerts and stuff like that is, it was just, it was a little overwhelming at times, but it was still really fun, uh, to like be checking it. Cause you can only get 10 at a time and like, that was dumb, but I guess the limitations or whatever and, and everything, but I had like, you constantly were like checking it at those events and it was cool to see, you know, passing people from all over the world and, and all that sort of thing. Um, and, and switch is, has just been fun for, for different reasons. Um, some really cool games, really fun games. And I liked it. It's, it's cool how Nintendo has, has jumped, you know, closer to modern systems and everything, at least being in a, a solid, you know, 1080p for most games and, and stuff like that. And, um, and just being able to, like you said, Barry, get some of those games that never would have guessed, um, coming in Nintendo systems has been really cool. Uh, Jakester, what do you think about, uh, these two birthdays for, uh, the switch and the 3ds? So I didn't get either one of them at launch. <laughs> um, the I'll start with the 3ds. So the 3ds I actually got uh, around when the new 3ds or when the 3ds XL came out, 
um, because my uncle got the 3ds XL and he gave me the 3ds. I got the black model mm-hmm. and I definitely loved the 3ds as a system. Uh, the 3d I hated it. <laughs> heard my, it burned my eyes within five minutes and it hurts more considering I had to do it with um, Mario 3d land mm. like in a lot of the levels. But um, I definitely think that, you know, straight pass was definitely like one of the biggest hits for the system uh, when it came out. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and from then on, like I remember when I took my um, I would take my 3DS to school a lot. I remember like I would continuously get 30 straight pass tags every day mm-hmm. um, when I was at school before I got or before I started class. Um, at lunch, I would usually get a lot. And then after I left, I usually got a lot. Um, definitely my favorite games from the from the system, um, especially now, was um, like a lot of my favorites was Link Between Worlds was like mm, one of my favorites. So good. And it's probably my favorite Zelda game now. Uh, um, another one of my favorites is Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. Mm. Um, Animal Crossing New Leaf was the first time I got into the Animal Crossing franchise. And I think my favorite, like, my second favorite game was definitely Pokemon X. Mm. Was the first time that I got to see the Pokemon in third dimension. Mm. On handheld, at least. And I just loved Mega Evolutions Mm. with a passion. And the Switch, um, I also did not get a launch. I got that around after Splatoon 2 came out. Um, but the Switch, I just love, like, even to this day, it has just became, like, my favorite machine just to continuously play RPGs on um, every day and to even play games that aren't RPGs. Um like Smash Brothers or even Animal Crossing. Um, and I do look forward to what else they're going to do with the Switch, even during COVID or even during Zelda's 35th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think four years definitely proved, helped prove the world um, this what the Switch could do that the Wii U couldn't. Mm-hmm. And I think... I think another four will do it just as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's move on a couple a couple quick headlines before we move into uh, what we're looking forward to over this next week. Uh, Greg, tell us a little about, uh, we have two back-to-back events. Um, so Greg's going to tell us about one. Barry's going to tell us about one. Uh, both of them happening this Thursday. So Greg, take it away first. <clears throat> So, in case you missed our podcast last time, we found out that Pyra and Mithra are coming into Smash Brothers, the next DLC's fighter. So, um, Sakurai will introduce them more formally on uh, Thursday at 6 a.m. Pacific time or 9 a.m. Um, Eastern time, and you can figure out the ones in between. And so, he will reveal the the fighters' release date at that time, along with showing off all their different moves and abilities, like he's done. With all the other DLC fighters. Cool. And if that's not enough amazingness for you on this Thursday, you can stay tuned at 11 a.m. Eastern or 8 a.m. Pacific for the New Games Plus Expo. This aired last year 
and it was a really, really cool presentation. Uh, it was kind of like a in place of E3, and they're doing it again. It will be Axis, Koei Tecmo, Idea Factory, Natsume, PM Studios, NIS, Inti Creates, Gung Ho, Arc System Works, and a bunch of others will be actually showing off brand new games in a showcase, and that's what starts at 11 o'clock. And then afterwards, if you stick around, they're going to have smaller um, 30 minutes to an hour segments per publisher to show off gameplay and some new stuff. Um, Inti Creates, Axis, Idea Factory, Natsumi, NIS, Gung Ho, and Arc System Works all have presentations. So uh, stay tuned throughout the day, and uh, hopefully there'll be some really cool reveals. And it's kind of like the, the treehouse that Nintendo used to do. Uh, so that's all coming up this Thursday. Cool, cool. Well, uh, before we talk about what games are coming out this next week, what we're hoping to play, uh, I just want to thank you guys again for tuning in. If you haven't hit that like button here on YouTube, make sure you do that. If you haven't hit the subscribe button on YouTube or your favorite podcast app, do that as well. Uh, leave us some comments. Uh, leave us uh, some positive reviews. Those are always great. Um, but also be sure to share this with other Nintendo fans out there, other gaming fans, um, so we can continue to grow this uh, community that we have here. If you haven't followed us on social media be sure to do that at nintendo fuse on both uh or actually all of uh, twitter instagram and facebook and of course if you have not yet joined our discord we would love to continue the conversations with you guys in there you can see the link on the screen but also it's going to be in the show notes and the youtube description as well so we would love for you guys to uh to join our discord and uh and keep chatting about games uh, but, uh, yeah, before we wrap up, let's talk about what we are looking forward to over this next week. Um, I'll be kind of, of course, scrolling the games on the screen from Nintendo's website. Uh, a couple of the games that definitely, uh, stand out to me that I was looking on there that a lot of people would want to know is, uh, Nocia. I think that, I think the G is, is, uh, silent, right? Nocia. <laughs> um, and also, so. uh, Apex Legends comes out this next week. So both of those, uh, are pretty big games that are coming out. Um, but there's, there's several other games as well. So, uh, Barry, what are you, what are you hoping to, uh, to play over this next week or or hoping to pick up over this next week? Nocia is actually one of those games that looks really interesting. I'm hoping it does get a physical in America because I know Japan's getting one. So we'll see. But my week is going to be finishing Strikers and then right into Bravely Default 2. And uh, very much looking forward to that. <laughs> I've heard some, some really good things. Nice. Nice. Greg, how about you? Yeah, nothing of interest really for me this week. I still have plenty of a uh, backlog to hit, which includes like Pokemon and other things. Even I rule Warriors. I'd like to eventually start in Phoenix Rising. So nothing really stuck out to me this time. All right, all right. And uh, Jakester, what are, you, what are you hoping to play over this next week? Uh, this week, I'm actually starting a Pikmin marathon. Uh, so I'll be starting through Pikmin 1 uh, tomorrow. Nice. What system are you going to play it on? And I'll be playing on the Wii U. <laughs> but it'll just be the Wii version. So it's not too different. Cool. Cool. Anything Might else? Might beat you too because we actually got this one. Um, Ooh, look at that. Look at that. Nice. <laughs> and uh, kind of uh, just uh, might start another. Uh, I might start Immortals Phoenix Rising, actually. Okay. Cool. Cool. 
Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to hopefully continue more into uh, Higher Warriors, uh, Age of Calamity. Um, and uh, I'll probably pick up Apex Legends and, you know, download that and see how it runs on on Switch. Um, I, I will, you know, if I ever play the game, I'd probably play it on Xbox instead. But um, uh, that's beside the point. I, I, I do want to check out and see, you know, how it runs on, on the Switch uh, for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I'll be, you know, kind of, Maybe checking out that that game a little bit, but mostly uh, you know continuing on in, in Rocket League. Uh, also, you know picking up all the the Mario stuff in Animal Crossing, and you know pr- after I get that, who knows if I'll continue on playing it every day. But I'll at least try to play it every day right now to to get my five Mario items and you know stock up on that stuff. Uh, and then yeah, probably probably Age of Calamity is, is where I'll I'll stick in, as far as like the like the bigger game that I'm trying to progress through um would be uh would be Age of Calamity uh for now. Um but yeah. Yeah. Anything else uh I, from you guys before we before we wrap up today? I might give Apex Legends a shot since it's free. But yeah. I'm not big into shooters. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, I I enjoy them, but at the same time, there's a bunch of people out there that are a lot better than I am, and so uh, online is only so much fun. Um, but uh, you know, I, <laughs> I still I still enjoy Fortnite a little bit here and there. So you know, maybe I'll maybe I'll jump into Apex and just you know see how it is. Like I said, yeah. Greg Barry, anything uh, anything else you guys want to point out, talk about, or anything before we wrap up today? I'm just excited for this week. This is, is going to be a good Thursday. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Absolutely. That's cool. That's cool. Greg, anything? Nothing much. Just uh, got the countdown started for the next Nintendo Direct. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Hopefully tomorrow. <laughs> no, probably not. But <laughs> No, it's, it's, we're probably good until E3, unfortunately. But... Yeah. Yeah. But Thursday is going to be a good day, though. That'd be a... Uh... Cool to see see the Pyra and Mithra showed off, and and you know what comes up from the uh, the new games expo and everything too. So uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun day on Thursday. So uh, again, a plug for our Discord. If you haven't joined our Discord yet, um, Thursday will be one of those days. Anytime there's an event kind of thing, we have a we have a channel dedicated for events, and uh, it's just light up during those times because it's a great place to to go and and chat about what we're seeing and and talk about with other gamers and just have a I think what we've created is a is a good safe environment uh, for people to just have some fun and talk about games there. So um, yeah, if you haven't joined it yet, one more plug to uh, to get in there and, and join it, and uh, especially jump in on the the conversation this Thursday. But uh, yeah, I think that brings us to an end for episode 223. We're going to be back on March 9th with our next episode. Uh, Jakester, thanks so much for for being here and joining us this week. It's been great to have you. Thank you for having me again. It was great to talk about all things Nintendo and talk about Pokemon. Absolutely. And uh, thank you guys for, for tuning in once again and uh, make sure you like subscribe, all that sort of thing. And we will see you next week here on Nintendo fuse podcast, but until then happy gaming, everybody. Mm-hmm.